0: Hi, everyone. Good evening. So, for the practice tonight, um, I thought we'd do um, a very simple dual awareness practice, which just involves attending to the sounds in our environment and feeling the breath. Um, And I think one thing to remember as we do this practice is that um, we're not trying to listen to sounds and follow the breath to the exclusion of everything else. Um, We're just using sounds and breath uh, as an anchor into the reality of the present moment, Um, but also as a way of creating a space of awareness where we can attend to other things that might be part of our experience, um, other sensations in the body, um, thoughts or emotions that we might be feeling as well. So I think one way of thinking of it is, um, um, maybe like keep half your awareness, you know, I know it's no way to quantify this, but just like half your awareness on sounds and breath, but so there's room for other things, um, your awareness as well. Uh, the point isn't single-minded focus, but a kind of spacious, open focus, all right? So um, let's just get going. So please get into a comfortable position. And before we begin following the breath, before we begin listening to sounds, Just check in with how we're doing as we begin this sitting. How's the body feeling? Are there any parts of the body that feel particularly uncomfortable or tense? Might just take note of that. Note what other kinds of sensations there are throughout the body. And also take stock of how your emotions are feeling. Is there a particular mood coloring your experience of the present moment? Are there any particular strong emotions or not so strong emotions that you're feeling? And then of course also just take note of how the mind is doing, the thoughts. Are there any particular thoughts that seem to be preoccupying you? Is the mind settled or does it feel stirred up, frenetic, or something else? Just note and acknowledge how the mind, your emotions, and the body are all doing right now. Now please bring your awareness to the soles of your feet. Just note what kind of sensations you can feel in your feet. Now bring your awareness to your buttocks, your bottom. Feel the sensations produced by the contact between your bottom and the seat that is supporting you. And then now please bring your awareness the inside of the tip of your nose, just begin to feel the sensations produced there by the movement of the breath in and out of the body. Notice the difference in texture of these sensations, the in-breath and the out-breath. Notice how the in-breath is probably a little bit cooler than the out-breath, once the breath has been warmed up by its passage through your lungs. Now try to begin to feel the sensations of the breath throughout the course of each entire in-breath and out-breath, really from the very beginning of an in-breath all the way through to the end, noticing the subtle shifts, subtle changes in the sensations moment by moment as you breathe in and out. And whenever your awareness is distracted by thoughts or anything else, as soon as you realize that that's happened, gently and without any judgment, bring your awareness back to the breath. Each time the mind is pulled away, just gently escort your awareness back to the breath. If you feel any desire to move, an impulse to shift your posture or to scratch something that feels itchy, see if you can, instead of immediately indulging that impulse, just be aware of those sensations that make you want to move. It's okay if you eventually do move your body, and if you do, just move with awareness, but see what it feels like to just observe, to examine those impulses rather than acting on them. And now as you continue to follow the breath in this way, please include in your awareness the sounds in the space around you. At first it may be hard to follow the breath and listen to all the sounds around you simultaneously. If that's the case, just Gently toggle your awareness between breath and sounds, following the breath for a little bit, then listening to sounds for a little bit. And once in a while, just try to hold both breath and sounds in awareness simultaneously. But it's okay if you can't do that and you just want to toggle back and forth. Either is fine. Now, while you continue following the breath and listening to sounds in this way, just let your awareness be spacious and relaxed. So that along with the breath and sounds, there's room in your awareness for other sensations in the body, an awareness of the environment that you're in. Keep your awareness anchored on breath and sounds, but not tightly so. Just feel what it's like to be here, breathing, listening. Once in a while, sensations, thoughts, or feelings may arise, which you feel some aversion to, which you don't want as part of your experience. Just notice how the mind and even the body react to such moments of consciousness, a feeling that you don't find pleasant, an emotion that you'd rather not feel, a thought that you'd rather not have. Notice whether the mind or the body contract around it, almost like clenching up around it, trying to push it away. Just notice that response, that reaction. And see if you can give that emotion, sensation, or thought permission to just be there. Can you just let it be? And can you even perhaps Be aware of it with some warmth and kindness. It may not be possible and that's okay, but give it a try. And then return to breath and sound, just letting whatever is arising, whatever sensations, emotions, or thoughts are arising, just to be a part of this experience of awareness. It is the most common thing in the world for there to be some aspect of our meditation practice, something that we feel while we're sitting, that we wish were different, that we wish wasn't there. It might be just simple discomfort, or it might be an emotional state, or kind of tension that really bothers us. Try to bring to whatever it is that you may not want to be a part of your present moment experience. Try to bring to that some warmth, a spirit of allowing allowing it to be there. And of course, just observe, just be aware of the ways in which maybe we're not ready to do that. See if you can soften into the reality of your present experience. At this moment, can you feel the breath? Are you hearing the sounds around you? For these final two minutes of our meditation together, see if you can really just feel all the sensations of each breath. Really hear all the sounds around you. Okay, that's good for tonight. Mm, Feel free to move around, get comfortable, perhaps get yourself a drink of water. So hi everyone. Um, as most of you know, um, actually I don't know if you all know, but anyway, I'm teaching a a, a class I teach from time to time at, at Williams. Um, it's called Zen and the Art of American Literature, and um, the name the name of the course is actually kind of misleading. It's not there's not actually much American literature in it. It's mostly just an introduction to Buddhism and the different ways that buddhism has influenced american culture so we read some literature but we look at a lot of different things um the way that buddhism's influenced psychotherapy um environmentalism um anti-racist work um anyway a range of stuff um education um there are 91 students in the class this semester and um, we're just about halfway through. Spring break is next week. So um, I think we're at a point in the semester where the students are really starting to figure out what meditation practice is actually um, about what's what it's kind of asking of them i think um the vast majority of them had entered the class thinking that they would acquire some kind of um technique or skill that would enable them without i think too much trouble um to sort of quiet the mind increase their focus um and feel calmer you know most of the time i think a lot of them um experience pretty high levels of anxiety and stress and much of the time, not surprising um at a very you know intense school like Williams is um, but I think what they have started to get, and I think they have very mixed feelings about this, is that um. Meditation practice is really asking them to like open to the fullness of their sort of inner lives and also outer lives too. I mean, it's not just about the inside, it's something more present in the world they're in. But I think the the part they're I think having particular trouble with, a number of them, is um really just opening as we did in our meditation practice just now to those things, those thoughts, those feelings, those emotions that they may not actually really want to be feeling. Um, That in fact, maybe they kind of came to meditation practice in order to get away from. Um, And so every single time they do a reading, I ask each student to send um, me a very short response to the reading that they've done. Um, And I use those responses to put together the lectures um, that I give. Um, It's a way of making a class this big, a little bit more personal. It's not like canned lectures um, about particular topics, but the lectures are really responses to what I'm hearing from the students about what's most um, sort of, captivating or sometimes upsetting about the readings that they're doing. And over and over again, um, um, in in various forms, I am hearing from these students that they are really um, pretty freaked out about the emotions that are starting to arise inside of themselves, that that they realize the meditation practice is not making them feel. it's not something that's creating these emotions, that these emotions were probably always there, but that they're starting that that because of the practice, they're actually being asked to really stay with them to really feel them, right um, in a way that I think is really for a lot of them completely new um and um i think that um the language that that many of these students are uh, have been using in their responses um to the readings has been like something like my habitual way of of dealing with these emotions was you know to like manage them in some way to 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 try to figure them out intellectually. So I didn't have to, to, to feel this anymore to really figure out what the problem was and just like get rid of the feeling um, or just to repress or actually a quite common is just to dissociate, just to not really feel anything at all. Um, and um, it's actually quite intense getting these responses every single um, day, um, uh, not because they're pushing back against me or even some of what they're being asked to do in the practice, though some of them are doing that, but just because there is just immense amount of suffering. Um, there's just immense. There's an immense amount of fear, fear of their own feelings, um, and sometimes this. This fear has been so deep and long-standing that um, that they're not even really like sure exactly what it is they're feeling. They, all they know is that when they start sitting, they feel like they want to cry, and they don't understand even what they're sad about, um, or um, or like something like anger, or um, fear, or sadness, or something might arise, and they feel. Terrified that they'll lose control, that if they allow themselves to feel um, these emotions in a way that they have not done before, that somehow they will lose control, um, that it will overwhelm them in some way. And of course, this, some of this is really understandable. <clears throat> Actually, all of it's understandable, but some of it is particularly understandable against the backdrop of an existence which demands that they be like hyperproductive all the time. You know that there isn't a lot of leeway to feel in the lives that they lead um, because they need to do this assignment and that one. And, you know, they're they're like every single, I've seen the Google calendars of many of these students and they're just so every single like moment is mapped out during the day for many of them, you know? And um, I think that I'm only, I'm bringing this up not because this talk is about my students. Um, but because I think this experience of being of, of of receiving these kinds of reactions to meditation practice and and um, what it's kind of doing to their experience of their inner lives is a, a very powerful reminder of um, the way in which I think all of us, to different degrees um, are unwilling um, to truly open up to different things within ourselves, that there are parts of ourselves that we really would like very much not to feel, um, not to experience, and to the extent possible that we try to like sort of cordon off in some way. Um, and and what I told my students last night is, um, that you know, it's so easy to think of meditation practice as a certain kind of method that we use to settle the mind or to focus it. But th- actually, the real challenge, the real work of meditation practice is opening to precisely those things within us that we don't want to experience. Because when we are at war with parts of ourselves, right? When there are parts of ourselves that we are doing everything we can to keep bottled up or boxed up or cordoned off, this creates an immense amount of turmoil in the mind and in the body it it uses up a tremendous amount of energy to always be kind of like keeping something within ourselves at bay and it is that that experience of blocking things off is actually i think one of the primary reasons why the mind is often so active for so many of us because um it's the mind is where we go to distract ourselves you know, when we don't want to experience something in the body, we don't want to experience something in our emotions. And so it's like trying to focus the mind by like, I'm going to concentrate on the breath, I'm going to concentrate on sounds, right? So the mind will settle, right? Um, It's like dealing with the mind at such a superficial level, right? It's, it's, It's like there's this kind of roiling turmoil and caused by our very avoidance of what we don't want to experience and then we think that somehow training the mind to be focused on something is going to settle all of that when really the only thing that'll help all that settle is undoing or finding a way to um some alternative to the kind of War that we have sort of, um, that we are engaged in with parts of ourselves that we don't want to accept, that we don't want to feel. So, um, I don't know, I thought that. I don't know about you all, but I feel like this is a a lesson that I think um, I need to rehear over and over again. You know, it's um, it's so easy to get focused on technique, on method, you know, um, and um, think that we'll find peace through some kind of training of the mind when I think actually the, the much deeper, more important work is actually opening to the parts of the mind that we really don't want to accept, that we don't want to have be there, right? And so um, so anyway, I think I just want to Pass on this little kind of reminder which my students have been giving me, you know, And I think that they're at a point in their meditation practice where it just feels particularly difficult because all of this is like so new for for so many of them. you know, it's um, it's just um, there have been there have, they have been practicing for a long time. The art of avoidance or repression, right, or or rationalization, um, and I um, and I think um, one of the things I always emphasize with them is just how sort of long and slow and gradual this process is of just learning to open to the wholeness of who we are, the totality of who we are. But like, this is what we're doing when we practice. I think this is really what we are doing. Um, And when we use anchors like breath and sounds and not actually just to to create single-minded concentration. I think we need concentration, but why we need concentration is because it's so tempting to avoid what we're feeling. And so we need anchors in order to stay with what we're feeling, but that includes to staying with what we may not want to feel as well. How do we feel the tightness that comes with fear or anger, right? Or the kind of clenching in the chest that comes with sadness, the kind of sadness that we really may not want to feel. How do we stay with that? I think the anchors of breath and sounds or other whatever other anchors we may be using in a particular sitting, those are the kind of, they anchor us to that, not anchor us away from that you know, anchor us w- with the physical reality of what we're experiencing. Um, so anyway, I think I'll just, I'll pause there and just see if anyone has any thoughts, um, questions, any anything in your own meditation practice that you, that sort of like jet jibes with this, that, that difficulty you're having um being with something in your own life in your own sitting hi James do you have something you want to say no oh you could tell I was unmuted yeah yeah (laughs) yes I did
1: want to say something please um I wanted to be I just wanted to say thank you I'm very grateful for what you just said for some reason tonight whatever the talk that you just said perfectly described my experience this evening Hmm. And that's not usually the the experience I have during the the meditation practice that I have in general. But for some reason, the exact description described the experience that I went through. And I don't know what was different tonight Hmm. about how you walked us through it in the practice or it's probably a combination of that as well. Maybe um, lots of other events going on in my life at the same time. Mm -hmm. So sort of the two of them coming together. Um And I think we forget that different parts of different times in your life will be as if when you're a student and you have so many activities and you have pressures and anxieties and it just comes back. And I think it was for me, it was especially helpful to come back to that tonight and realize that it's, it's it is an anchor to reach out to when you need it again mm-hmm. at different
0: points. So thank you. Great. Thank you, James. Yes. Thank you so much. hi hi chalice
2: um i thought it was really a useful discussion tonight too i i felt like really emotional last week Mm. like for days, including during meditation last week, mm. um, and so your discussion tonight was really helpful. Um, in hindsight, mm. <laughs> and you know, when whenever you know life happens, and that will come up in the future. Mm. Um, so, thank you.
0: Mm. Thanks, Charles. You know, During the guided meditation, I invited people to try opening to the thing that they may not want to be experiencing, right? But I also said, but that may not be possible. Well, we may not feel as possible in that given moment, right? And I think that I just want to really emphasize that part of what I said, which is that in reality, like a lot of what we're going to be doing when we're sitting with, Difficult feelings that we don't want to be experiencing is like attending to our resistance, attending to the very feeling that I don't want this. You know, like maybe it's like the little clenching up around it, or this feeling like no, no, you know, or just a kind of a feeling of like unwillingness. And um, there's no there's, it's not there's no way to make ourselves, you know, open to something. Which we are set against, Um, and I think that's that's where we come up against the limit of technique. Like we can say, like, return your awareness to the breath, return your awareness right um, to sounds or something like that. But this like crucial aspect of practice is something that there is no technique for. I think it does require a certain kind of. I like this phrase. It's not willpower, but willingness. You know. But how do you how do you how do you, I, and so I think it's like one, the aspiration to open, I think is is important, is helpful. But then like you can't make it happen. You can't, there's no trick to it. And it's just like a turning, it's like where the heart just turns and somehow it feels like it's ready to open to it. And, um, and sometimes in order to get to the point where we're, where we actually feel like I can open to this. We need to actually experience for a long time the fa- what it feels like to have our heart totally closed to it, you know or, or you know just feel like that kind of rock-like resistance like no, you know, and then really feel that and then something happens. Um, and that's what's so challenging is like how do we just being with those periods of time where our heart feels closed to ourselves? to some degree, some part of ourselves. Um, um. Hi, Amanda.
3: Yeah, thanks for this um, discussion. I'll say too, I think you've given me another tool that I think you also did tonight to like not force the openness, but at Mm -hmm. least like notice the resistance a little better. And I, I wonder, uh, there's a little bit of a question too, I wonder if you did it on purpose now, now that you bring it, bring it up. Um, but when you tell us like, uh, when you ask us to notice like fidget fidgetiness or something, mm-hmm. I'm a very fidgety person and like mm-hmm. to resist for a second that urge or mm-hmm. I, in past practices, I think you've suggested like really honing in on that feeling um, of like you know the itch or something like that, and mm-hmm. especially if it's minor, um, mm-hmm. it, that's that's really helped me. Like, it, and I've made that kind of leap it, at least myself of like, oh well. In the same way that you just like notice that itch, you can just notice that mm-hmm. that resistance um, mm-hmm. or the or notice the thing that you don't want want to feel, and it will be okay because like that itch was fine; you didn't scratch mm-hmm. it, and it like. Mm-hmm. Went away a little bit. I I so I really appreciated that as a I don't know that the technique, but like a in my mind, I made that connection as well.
0: That's great, Amanda. Um, yeah, it's. Um, I think, little like impulses to move, like 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 itchiness, right? Um, when you can see that actually it, you don't go crazy. Like, you know, you can see the course of it. Like the, And sometimes it feels like, oh my God, I really got to scratch that, right? But, and you don't, and you realize that actually like it will subside. I think that gives you the experience of the arc of a of of a certain kind of um, feeling, which just like you said, has parallels with also difficult emotions or difficult, you know, other kinds of things that we may be tempted to react to. And, um, and so I think it can be really useful um, and maybe less charged, right? Like it's like, it's harder to sit with sadness, hard to sit with anger, right? You feel like it's just much more tempting to identify with it. And an itch is not quite as personal, even though it feels really intense, right? And so I think that it, I think it can be useful in that way, just the way you describe. I'm really glad that you've experienced that, Um it's not that there's something virtuous about not moving during meditation, but it's just like those moments when we want to move can be like really interesting opportunities to see how like we just habitually um, kind of, not, not just move our bodies, but even our minds, like, you know, to to change our experience. And we don't always have to do that. the Experience will move on on its own. Yeah.
2: Hi, can I share um, something from my experience?
0: Yes. Hi, Austin.
2: Hi. Um, What you talked about tonight resonated with me because I feel like I was someone who didn't feel any of my feelings um, or my body until um, I was like 21 (laughs) and I'm, I'm 25 now. And sitting was like a big part of what led me um feel my body and um over time like i realized i was transgender i realized i was like swimming in shame that i couldn't recognize because i was so like just in it all the time like come to recognize things about my parents and yeah i just like so much (laughs) um and I feel like a lot of people at that age, like, or I don't know, maybe it, people reached a point at different ages of, but for me, it was like leaving my, like leaving my childhood and like, for the first time being like, like grappling with like, what the hell? Who, who am I? And like, um, yeah. and um, just a couple of nights ago, I, I wrote something on a paper and put it on my wall. I, I wrote, it's okay to be afraid mm-hmm. because I've been, yeah, I've just been like feeling really like just having so much fear and sometimes forgetting how valid that fear is. And, um, I think that's so important for me to remember, um, mm-hmm. that like, like I'm a soft body in a terrifying world. And um, like, it, like, it makes sense that I'm like super afraid sometimes mm-hmm. like, and um, I've been like waking up sometimes and feeling fear and like, like clenching up around it and being like, um like just having a lot of anxiety around that fear. And um, Yeah, it's just like it's okay to be afraid and um that helps me like um yeah just be like my body is like doing what a body like a, like a living feeling body does like yeah. I'm alive right now this is what it feels like um and I I, I I like um yeah like I like I like that my body's alive like um so that's just such an important piece for me is like validating that fear. Like this is, yeah, this is real. Um, thank you, Bernie.
0: Yeah. Thank you, Austin. Thank you for being here and for sharing all of that. Yeah. Yeah.
4: I was uh, just I, but thanks Austin that resonated with me and um, I was just talking with my friend the other day about um, like anxiety and what you said about just waking up in the night with fear I've had that experience many times and it's kind of I actually kind of like it when I can identify like i feel afraid right now versus just i feel anxious because anxiety for me feels more like more vague and and it could be and and the anxiety is usually latched onto a specific thing whereas the fear is almost like what what's underneath it like laid bare and like it's a real like i, I like what you said it's just like a reality of being like a human being being vulnerable and there are a lot of um scary things in the world and i think there's no like there's no way to avoid fear really i don't know or at least i haven't found found a way and I, I don't think i like want to avoid it but um but yeah i just that that resonated with me and it's like i've been noticing a lot how my anxiety like the base of it is fear and it then just like latches onto things and when one thing gets resolved then I'm like, oh, I won't feel anxious anymore. And then sure enough, the next minute, there's another thing that previously wasn't an issue, but now my anxiety is fully believing that that is like the source of something bad in my life. Whereas like before it wasn't an issue, but it just kind of filled that gap of like my mind searching for something to latch the fear onto.
0: Thank you, Lily. Yeah. Yeah, I think what's um, Austin and Lily, I think that the the thing that I think um, like a number of my students are now struggling with, right, is as they wake up to what their bodies are actually telling them, you know, I think one of the most powerful practices that we do is the body scan. And so like, we're just starting to feel like, okay, this is actually what my body is feeling like. This is what I'm feeling um, is okay, so now I feel this fear or I feel the sadness or like, but, you know, and that's what it feels like to be alive. It's part of my body is telling me like what it's, what it, what's going on and would I just rather not feel anything, right? than feel that. And this kind of like, you know, like this feels so new, so uh, unknown um, and can, can they open to that? Um, or do they want to close down and say, I'd rather feel nothing, right, than feel this? And I think there are a number of students who are on that cusp who are just trying to like tiptoe into this, this, the living reality of the body and say, This is this is so different. This is so new. And it also feels more alive, but also feels scary, right? You know, and so um, and it's kind of a wonderful moment. It's um but it's uh it's such a delicate moment and um and so um anyway I appreciate both of you sharing about you know sharing what you did. I think it's really powerful. Yeah. Okay. It's 831. Um can we sit for just a minute together before we say goodnight? Okay. I'll tell you all when that minute is over. all right everyone thank you for being here thank you to those of you who shared really powerful and see you all next week thank you thank you bernie thanks
3: bernie